0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Inner Monologue podcast. I'll be your host tonight, Julio. Uh, of course, the crew's here. We got Jose, Marcus, and Ricky, and a very special guest, Matt Farah from the Smoking Tire. Say hi, to everybody. Hey, Matt. folks.
1: How you guys doing? Just doing good tonight. What up, Matt? Doing great. <laughs> Thank you for your having me. i appreciate traffic for this. Yes, traffic from uh, San Francisco. You did, or I did? I, I'm oh, sure you, you did too. Yeah, I battled traffic from my bedroom to my office. Yeah. <laughs> um, up, up, a, up a flight of stairs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I heard that place is bumper yeah. bumper this With, time. Yeah, right. there's, tra- there's a cats all over the place. Yeah, it's good. Finn, come here. <laughs> I have a, a little chat actually. Oh, might nice. Okay. Yeah. So what's going on? What do you guys want to talk about?
0: Honestly, uh, well, I got well we got a bunch of questions for you. Uh, I want to say that I'm a big all fan, right. and I'm the one to encourage Jose to reach out to you.
1: Uh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I know that, that sounds
0: pretty corny, but I've been watching your stuff for like the last 10, 12 years as long as I can remember. Like,
1: That doesn't sound corny. I yeah, appreciate from that. From like Garage uh,
0: Four Nineteen, like some of the first. Oh, that's old school. Yeah, some of those first yeah, videos. Yeah, that's very old
1: school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that is that is a long time ago. Yeah. I I can't go back and rewatch that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is. I can imagine. That is early. That's early. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But, but thank you. I appreciate that uh, very much. Thanks for sticking around.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like on our podcast, we usually, like, we shoot the shit. We talk about a bunch of different topics. I'll make fun of stuff and everything. But tonight, we're kind of devoting it more towards, like, what it's been like for you as a YouTuber uh, being in the industry the past decade. Like, mm-hmm. what it's been like for you, you know, who you've met, uh, what kind of c- cool cars have you driven, all that kind of stuff. So, we have a bunch, bunch of questions for you on all that. Hope you're ready.
1: Yeah, man, let her rip. What do you got? So the
0: first one, what made you uh, start uploading videos and getting into YouTube?
1: Well, I made my first YouTube video in um, November of 2006, which was five months after YouTube was launched. Um, I used to own a car wash with my friend Larry Casilla. Who he also makes videos. He's one of the best, you know, car detailers in the world. And he makes, he has a channel with over a million subscribers and he pulls like, he pulls a million views detailing a car, which is crazy. (laughs) Uh, that people will, a million people will watch someone detail a car, even if they are very, very good at it. Um, so we had a, a car wash together in, in Harrison, New York. That's just north of New York City. And, and, uh, we started a little driving club for our members with sports cars to go out members, our customers with sports cars to to go out and get their cars dirty so we could wash them again. That was the, that was the thing. And then when YouTube um, launched, it was like, Oh, hang on a second. We could make videos of these drives and then people would see these, these cool guys and these cool cars. And then they'd want to come, you know, be a customer and and come drive in the driving club. So it started as, as promotion for, our car shop, you know, our car, our our car wash, and um, the very early videos are still on YouTube. They're like 240p. They're super, super shitty. And can I can I curse on the show? Does anyone care? Yeah, Go I for it. Know? Yeah, okay. you're good. You're so good. Is, some people got you know kids or whatever, but um and uh and uh the the videos were so old that it was pre digital media copyright act. So we were using like Pearl Jam. Stone Temple Pilots, ACDC in the videos, and they're so old that they're grandfathered in, they're still up there. You know, they Mm -hmm. couldn't be taken down, because it was before the law. So Mm -hmm. you could still, if you you search on YouTube for New York Motor Club, you'll still find those videos, and they look like, almost like street skating videos. They're edited in the style of, like, skateboarding videos, because the guy we hired to shoot them was, like, a skateboarding videographer. And, uh, so you know that that was our our first videos was was promoting our car wash. I
0: had no idea these were up there. I just looked it up right now.
1: Yeah, they're so they're so shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was real, I was really <clears throat> fat. It was, it was that was when I was like at my fattest. I was like three hundred and forty pounds. So you could see fat, super fat, Matt. I'm right below. Oh, well, I'm right behind I'm, you by like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If, I'm sorry for saying that. <laughs> no, it's cool, I dropped. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I dropped. I dropped a hundred. Yep. You know, after after those videos, I dropped. A, I dropped a hundred pounds, and I I did gain some of it back, but I've lost. I've lost a hundred pounds once, and fifty pounds twice. So I've done. I've done a little bit of the old seesawing. It's kind of been a thing. Yep. Hey,
0: mine's yeah. mostly muscle, so.
1: There you go. See, that's, that's what's up. See, I didn't, I didn't have the confidence to say that. <laughs> you know? I was full of self-loathing. It's, I wasn't like, fuck you, that's it's muscle.
0: fat muscle, but it's muscle. <laughs> so i yeah, got a question. I did not forward. wear it well. Yeah. So i got a question here from Jose. What was your first car ever?
1: Well, my first car ever was actually my mother's car. You know, before I before I had a car, yep, uh, I I learned to drive on my mother's car, which was a 1995 Mercury Villager Nautica Edition. <laughs> remember that? You guys remember that joint? Yeah. Do you know what that is? You remember it's that a, shit? Yeah. It's the whitest people car ever because it was a minivan that was dressed up like a sailboat. You know what I'm saying? Did yeah. it have the wood grain? No, the Nautica wasn't wood grain. The Nautica was like blue and white oh, with like yellow oh, stripe yes. and like literal literal Dude. sailboats like etched into the headrest. It was a Nautica joint, Dude. and um, you know that shit was kind of fire actually. <laughs> it was kind of... and then yeah. um and then a... my dad who um my dad had a, a ninety one uh, Lexus LS four hundred. You know he was a that suit. Was, he was a first
0: car. That was yeah, you
1: know, yeah, so he was he was a suit and you know, he bought it new or whatever. And so yeah. and when I got my license, it was in 97. And after I drove my mom's minivan around for a while, he sold it to me, the Lexus for, you know, below market value, right. obviously, because uh, he was my dad. And it was still like pretty nice and, you know, pretty dope at that time. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like, you know, ratted out. It was a nice car. And, but I drove that for like six months and I was like, um, this is not a high schoolers car. It was, it felt like an old man car. And I knew it was worth more than I had given my dad for it. So I asked him if if I could sell it and use some of my own money to to buy another car. So the first car I really went out and got, outside the family was a, a ninety eight Subaru legacy GT. Wow. Which was a nice car. Oh, that's nice. That was a nice it was a nice car. But before the hey. WRX, you know, in the nineties, you couldn't really modify Subarus. There there was not there was no aftermarket for Subarus until the in the U.S. until the WRX came out. So I had that car for about a year and uh and all my friends had Mustangs. All my friends had fox body mustangs and I wanted a Fox body Mustang. And so my mom said I could get rid of the Subaru if I wanted and, and get a Mustang, but it had to be one that had airbags. So I got a 94 Mustang, which was the first year of the, the rounded, uh, right. Mustang. Still had a five, a yeah. lot a five liter engine, you know, GT stick, six speed or five speed, uh, manual, but, but it had airbags. So that made my, my parents. Happy. All the
0: brother had the convertible so, of that for like man, six question, months. I don't know the what he did that. Black. They were. They, it was all right. It was was That blows my first car out of the water. Was the Lexus? That blows my first car out of the water. you know, same was,
1: I was. I grew up in a you know ritzy ass area and had some nice nice cars. Yeah, no, I was.
0: <laughs> I think I was of age in the early 2000s, so like my first car was a 2001 Dodge Neon.
1: Those. You know those won the uh, SCCA autocross championship three years in a row. Don't get too hard on the neon. The, ne- my... the neon neon was a good little race car. Actually, <laughs> <was> my first <laughs> it, was, it was a little it was two pretty door. cool. It was white
0: one had a little wing on the back.
1: Oh, right. was that was it the ACR. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was the jam. The neon ACR was the little little homologation race car.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> my first car was like a 1998 Ford but... Taurus, tan interior, mm, tan tall tan yeah, color buddy. outside. Yeah. Oh, and it had the bench seats still before they got rid of them <laughs> with the column shift. Oh, just yeah.
1: There you go. Shit. Yeah. There you go. I had a lot of fun when they were rental cars. Yeah. Question. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I remember riding white, in the back of that with them. Sil- white, white with the silver and the tan interior. I later, yeah. uh, I, like a couple of years ago, I did a project where I, I bought a Lexus with nine hundred thousand miles on it, and I got it to a million. I got it the rest of the way. Damn! And it was the same same color. It was white with the silver and the and the tan. I was about interior. to ask. car it was the same color. It was like four years newer than the one I had when I was a kid. But it was, I mean, it was basically the same thing. Yeah, I love, I love I love the Lexus LS. Lexus LS, bless you, baby, is one of the one of the most the finest most over engineered cars in the history of cars. There's literally a book written about the development of the Lexus LS. I think it's called "The Relentless Pursuit" or something, something to that degree. My older brother yeah. just
0: bought an ES three hundred and fifty, like an F Sport, and he will not stop raving about Lexus. Now it's it's insane. It was a he, new ES 350
1: brand new ES three hundred and fifty. Yeah, you know those are those are shockingly good. I drove, uh, I reviewed the new Lexus LS last year, and then I had the ES immediately afterwards. And I think my review of the ES was titled something like, the ES completely invalidates the LS. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Why spend the extra money was,
0: on the bigger car, right?
1: Yeah, it was like just as spacious, just as comfortable. Like you know, it, it, it was a lot cheaper, but it was really built as well. Yeah, the ES was was actually kind of yeah. sweet. Yeah, it was nice. My dad
0: currently yeah. has an 08, so it's, I know what you mean. They're pretty nice cars.
1: Yeah, They're, They're nice. Yeah, yeah. You cannot. You can't. Well, because you know, it has Camry underpinnings, and we all know, you know, you you know, even a. A fucking Pakistani cab driver can't kill a Camry. You know nobody can kill a Camry. <laughs> I'm Camry. I'm still, I'm still driving one.
0: 13, actually.
1: That's that sounds how, that's about right. Yeah. That sounds no, right. yeah. No, you can't. You can't kill a Camry. It's impossible. I'll be impressed you if they can though.
0: I'll try. Mm. He had a 90, I think. Very it's difficult.
1: Like, yeah. That's like trying yeah. to kill a 90s. Yeah. Honda. Yeah. Also a 90's. a 90s Honda. Very 80s diesel Mercedes. You know, '80s Volvo, almost impossible. I, I, I think
0: the engine on my brand new Accord is going to outlast the paint job on my brand new Accord.
1: Yeah. Oh, an Accord is. Yeah, that's well, that's true. Honda paint is not. great. are <laughs> telling but me, the, dude. A, a Honda Honda engine. It's going to be. It's going to be that in the cockroaches at the end. You yeah.
0: Know? I, I use rain on yeah. my car to clean yeah, burrs. are talking to... there's like stains from the rain from like a month ago.
1: Oh, well, talking yeah. to the guy that drove his car off the lot and got a chip yep. driving off the, <laughs> the lot. That fucker Unstucked. got stone-shipped uh... in the first, like, three days. Dude, I had a Porsche, uh, uh, this thing. It was a safari car, like an off-road Porsche, and I put a brand-new windshield oh, wow. in it, and on the way home from the windshield shop, I cracked the windshield. had oh, oh, fuck I had to oh. about face and go straight back to the windshield. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my... I didn't even make it all, but I went right back to the windshield shop. My windshield lasted two months before
0: I finally cracked it. That's the only windshield <laughs> I've ever cracked. Oh, oh, this, this happened. Crack when, when you got a new one. My Dodge Charger. Afterwards. I had a 09 Charger <laughs> SXT with the 3.5 V6. And uh, Marcus was with me. I went, got the windshield <laughs> replaced, so he got hit by a rock on the freeway. And I think, Fox. like, two days later, I got hit again. And at first, I was yeah. like, okay, this isn't too bad. Right? And then, like, I hit a bump, and the crack <laughs> just went. Yeah. I was like, motherfucker, <laughs> there goes another 300 bucks.
1: Yeah. Fucking yeah. spiderweb. Well, Yep. Yeah. Cool. So what's next? First cars. Check.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh here's one of Ricky's questions. So, out of your personal cars that you've had or have at the moment, which has been the most difficult one for you to get your hands on?
1: Did you own to fit, to, to actually get Yeah, to acquire. <sighs> um actually get and that's an interesting question because none of them were particularly hard to get now that doesn't mean i haven't had weird rare cars i have um but the ones that were tough to get because they were brand new and popular like my focus rs my ford raptor um my Ford Mach-E, wow. I, I have a, there's something in common with those. I have a good relationship with, with a couple of different car dealers who they don't give me discounts. All I ask for is for them to get me the, one of the ones, you know, the early, early ones. One of the
0: first calculations. and
1: people. allocate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, and the, the cars that are really rare, um, like my Lamborghini Countach, I, I knew the owner. Hmm. I mean, I, I know I still know the owner um, and and he came to me and said, hey, I'm thinking about selling this car. You know, do you know anybody? And I was like that, I will, <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, um, I haven't had that much trouble locating cars that I wanted, uh, mainly because I know where to look. Now, It doesn't mean I haven't made like bad decisions. I've bought cars that I've regretted, but 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 none of them um were particularly i it's not like i ever spent months and months and months and months looking for a particular car uh i mean i think the longest i spent was a, a couple of weeks maybe looking for the 911 that became my safari build and 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 you know there's a lot there's a lot of those right. that, that wasn't so hard and uh my ferrari 328 i have a i had a guy who's like a a car finder who just, you know, they say what they say is he knows where, where the bodies are buried. And typically he works for people who are buying much more expensive stuff than a Ferrari 328. Not that not that that's not a, a lovely car, but he usually works up in the very, very rare, you know, seven figure range. And so, you know, he was able to find uh, the car I was looking for in a matter of a, of a couple of weeks, really. Okay. Um, so I, I definitely can appreciate if someone is looking for, for a rare car and, and spends time digging around to find it. But, but you know, now that, now that we live in such a global marketplace, you know, everyone's selling their cars on the internet. Everyone's selling cars at these public auction sites, like bring a trailer and collecting cars and P car market and all this stuff, you know, it's, uh, there, there's, there's, it's easier to find a car globally than it's than it's really ever been sense,
0: it makes the Um, it makes like the market a lot smaller as far as finding and locating mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. not like a big struggle actually
1: you know we just we just did this film with ebay motors uh which i saw was in your um you know in your list of questions to talk about it called all cars go to heaven three it's Mm -hmm. the third in a series that we did and we thought I, i thought we knew we were going to film it in texas in austin because renting racetracks and renting rally stages and renting the facilities we needed were so much cheaper in texas than they were in la that that was kind of a given so we were like "Well, we'll just look on ebay motors in texas but like that was actually like impossible the cars we wanted like didn't exist in texas so we we actually had to work very a lot harder to find these cheap cars um, then I would have had to look to find, you know, a high-end specialty car. Now, having said that, um, you know, to use the 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 Lamborghini Countach as an example, if somebody wanted a Countach that didn't just happen to have a friend, I, I wasn't like, I'm looking for a Countach. Like my friend was selling this one, and I knew it was great, mm-hmm. and it was my dream car, and I wasn't going to go out and search for it. But the opportunity came up, and I found a way to make the funded funds work out. And and I, and I got it. But, um, you know, if someone wanted a Countach, you know, they're so rare that literally every single one, you can't be like, well, I want a triple white, right. You know, like every, every one that comes up for sale, you have to consider because there's so few of them and, and they come up for sale so rarely. Was that a
0: terrifying car for you to drive when you first got in it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first time I drove that car, it was my buddy's car, and I drove it for a for a, a review for the smoking tire. I made a video with it, so I I made a video with this car, and then I had the opportunity to buy it five years later. And mm-hmm. so it was I I had I had driven it like 150 miles for the video, so mm-hmm. I I was I I was more scared to buy, drive it once I owned it <laughs> <laughs> uh, than I was when it was somebody right? else's. Like running a but car, you, you know
0: that? you don't care when you run a car, yeah. but when it's yours,
1: right, right. And so, um, you know that was this is this is Finn,
0: He's Hi, a Finn, boy.
1: And, and so Finn. um, here's his butt. Come on, <laughs> um, and so when um, once I got it, come on,
0: we have a cat on stage. Uh, here,
1: once right? I got it, yeah, there's, my Finn is one of my four cats. He's our only boy, um, but he um, you know, once I got it, it was very intimidating for a little bit. And then, you know, and then it, and then it wore off, you know, and then I got used to it and, and then it became really fun. So speaking you know? of, uh,
0: of cars that are terrifying, and intimidating to drive, what's, what's the one car that you think stands out the most that has been the most terrifying for you to drive?
1: Well, you know, for a long time I was driving people's personal cars and, I'm not really doing that anymore. I sort of have given that up, and now I'm driving cars that are provided by manufacturers. And cars that are provided by manufacturers are a known quantity. <laughs> they, right. They've been gone over. The tires are good. the The fluids are present. <laughs> you know, they've been they've the, they they're, they're sort of a known quantity. So then- when I was driving people's personal cars, there were some truly sketchy uh, machines. Um, you know, I drove a dude's. Pontiac Fiero that had a 750 horsepower Evo powertrain in it. Yo, Finn, can sit movie. down, please. Um, it was really, and it was you know it was set up by like a dude in his garage. You know, it wasn't set up by some professional powertrain engineer. You know, race car guy. It was set up by a dude in a garage. Finn, will you sit down, please? Come on. Oh, and boy. um, and I drove a couple of those like exoskeleton cars, not like Ariel Adams, like cars where it was like an Integra floor pan that just had no body on it, you know, just really poorly engineered garbage. And I drove a couple of people's personal cars where halfway through the drive, they'd tell me something like, oh, by the way, the left rear brake isn't connected, you know, <laughs> like just, just. Oh, so, so you're know. on mountain
0: road making that left turn, you might be
1: screwed. Right. Like I'd hit the brakes and the car would pull to one side and they'd be like, oh, I know why it does that. I'm like, and you brought it out here anyway, like, <laughs> and you know, and so, so in terms of like sketchy, like and scary, that that might not have been what you were asking, but but that's definitely been the sketchiest that's, and the scariest. still in pretty terms crazy. Of, In terms of pure, you know, terrifying speed, you know, I drove, uh, I drove a Viper that made twenty two hundred horsepower, and would Holy do, shit. you know, and I and I did a sixty to two hundred pull you know, in five seconds, you know, and it was like, and then it was just, you know, menacing. Did you feel the G from that? Like, yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Holy I mean, it, had, it was an ACR, so it had a big wing, lots of downforce. It had it had drag slicks on it, and it would it would get the power down for sure. And I don't remember the exact sixty to one thirty number, but it was fucking low. I mean, it was real. It was the fastest thing I've ever driven. Wow, you know, and I did. The, I drove the Hennessy Venom GT, uh, which was uh, which was, a, was incredibly fast. I've driven Koenigsegs, but the, but those didn't scare me. Because they were, you know, professional professionals, built by professionals built them, yeah. and and sorted, and they had lots of downforce, and and they didn't do anything I didn't expect them to do. They just went really, really fast. That's that's amazing, you know. But that's not scary. What's that, Marcus? You ever uh, driven a Pagami? I have. I drove a Wira once. Ooh, it's nice. a lovely piece of art, um, and and they're they're nice to drive. But in pure driving dynamics, I prefer uh, Koenigsegg. They're, oh, wow. they're very, very, very nuts. Yeah. yeah.
0: Marcus has one, uh, has another question to ask you, Marcus. Mm-hmm. All right. Have you ever driven the, uh, Aston Martin 177?
1: I have not. Oh, no, it's a beautiful car. They're very, very cool. Uh, I own an older Aston Martin. I own a Vanquish, a 2003 nice. Vanquish nice. that has a, a manual gearbox conversion. So they left the factory with really garbage paddle shifters and mine has a has a manual which is cool. Nice. Uh but I've never no I haven't driven a 177 but they are very very beautiful cars. They have some really cool engineering, inboard suspension and and all kind of neat stuff. I've only seen maybe two or three mm-hmm. of them ever. Oh wow. They're very very it's like 177. Right? Yeah. They're 77, yeah. correct. Yeah.
0: So here's my next question. What do you have planned for the future? So at the moment you have the like, the car like
1: tomorrow. I, I mean, <laughs> like, at the moment you got yeah. the car clerk, the garage. You got
0: the podcast. You got the, you got you know you're always uploading videos and reviewing people's stuff and all that and going to events.
1: Yeah, I mean you know look if you looked at my calendar, my calendar is very very busy for about ninety days, and then almost empty beyond that. Wow. Um. So so that's sort of how my schedule works in the, in the long view. Um, I'm building a second garage because um, my uh, West Side collector car storage is is full. Um, it's been a successful business. I'm, I'm glad it's it's doing as well as it is and, and it's full. And so we, we need more space and we need we need a second location. and so um, we' I bought a property um by the Hawthorne Airport which is where um SpaceX and Tesla's design studio is and it's a, like a private airport and so I uh I bought a property over there and and um we're renovating a a building there it's about 15,000 square feet and so we're going to be able to store about 90 more cars there's an no hangar uh, over there no, it's not on the property of the airport. It's about a half a mile east of the oh, okay. airport. It's it's in that general area. It's just an it's an old. Uh, it was like a factory or something, um, so it needs some renovation. Um, but it's going to be really nice when it's done. So that's that's the only long plan. Beyond that, it's just review more cars, record more podcasts. You know, keep that going. The media business is very much a short-term plan. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, the schedule is very busy for a couple of months. And then beyond that, it's nothing. Now, fortunately um, I've been doing it long enough that I, I know that those days will fill up right. eventually, you know, and by the time I get to tomorrow, I have a very busy day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, So it's not a really a problem. Um, uh, and, and, and the, uh, the rent of, you know, getting a building, renovating it, doing construction and stuff like that. That's a, that's the long plan. So, you know, there's no, um, hopefully that, that, you know, eBay motors who sponsored our, this, I keep calling it a film, but really it's a four episode series, um, mm-hmm. that is coming out, uh, next week. You know, hopefully they, they like the result and and they fork over some cash to do it again, because mm-hmm. uh, can you see Mike? can you see Finn and Cricket, Playing down here we have two cats like play fighting yeah. in the background um you know hopefully they like what they uh what they see and and we certainly had a good time making that so if we can make a couple more go-rounds of that because it's more produced um you know we get to buy cars and modify them yeah. and tell jokes and and rent racetracks and do more than just um you know pull out some gopros and and video some cars um you know for review and and that's really fun stuff me and zach are we really enjoy um, doing that? So I'd like to do more of that, but but that's that's the entire plan. There's no there's no plan beyond that.
0: That's that's pretty good. My next question <laughs> is one of Jose's, uh, and it probably is related to this already. What advice would you give someone uh, that has a YouTube channel and is struggling to see subscriber growth? Well, yeah, well, us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 pretty much us. We yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. You> got <laughs> <just> a decent <laughs> amount of listeners, who suck at subscribers on YouTube. Though. Well, you know, uh, the funny thing about that is I'm not. I saw that question in the in the document you sent me. A lot of people ask me about what I would do if I was starting over today, and the answer Ooh. is I don't really know. Um, I, I, I I'm privileged enough that I started early enough that I there was the the the, the space at least the car space was much less dense, uh, I don't want to say crowded, but it's it's dense right. than it is today. And and uh, people have done different things and found, found success. Um, you know, I don't want to say like, look at what other people are doing, but look at how other people are succeeding. You know, you got to do some stuff that seems pretty corny, you know, like the splashy center cards, the catchy titles, using all your tags, you getting mm-hmm. your SEO right. And that comes from strategy. So f- to that end, I would say, if you don't know how to do that, invest in a professional, mm. you know, hire an SEO strategist and they're out there. Um, if you guys literally want one, I can recommend the dude that we used. We, we used one, you know, wow. a couple of years ago to go back and, and, and cause we, we, you know, we're, we're not perfect by any means. And when I, when we started doing the podcast, on video, we put it on the same channel that we were doing car reviews on. It was all on the smoking tire because I thought the word channel, the smoking tire channel was like a TV channel, right? But it's not. It's a a channel on YouTube is a show on television, right? And so uh, what we should have done and what the strategist told us to do was break it off. So now we've got YouTube slash The Smoking Tire and YouTube slash The Smoking Tire podcast. And they're, they're separate entities. And, and there's analytical data reasons for that that I don't think your audience really gives a shit about. But the idea is that you need your audience to watch as high a percentage of your content as possible. So we, if, if we did 50% of our content became podcasts, that we're not getting as many views as the car review videos. It brought dropped us out of the recommended sections and blah, blah, blah. And it re- we shot ourselves in the foot by doing that. So, you know, you hire a strategist to teach you what you'd call best practices, how to title and tag your videos, how to make sure they make it on the recommended videos page and 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 so on and so on. So, you know, you got to treat it like a business. You know, you can't just... you if you want to succeed in having the internet be a business, you have to treat it like a business, which means you need to invest capital. You need to invest time. You need to have accountability. You know, when we first started, we didn't really have any, we had some money to start with back in 2009. When I started the smoking tire, cause I started making videos in 2006, but I didn't start the smoking tire until 2009. When we started the smoking tire in 2009, I sold one of my, my car, my, my John Cooper works mini. And I used that money to live on with my partner, Tom at the time. Uh, and, and we made videos every single week, even though we weren't making any money. When we started the smoke tire podcast, we recorded a show every week for two years before we sold a single ad. And so consistency, you know, if you say, you know, come up with a schedule and stick to it. If you say new episodes every Tuesday, get an episode up every Tuesday. You know, if you say, you know, whatever your schedule is, you know, get your audience on, on that routine, you know, with you. Um, And then just, you know, keep going, you know, and, and also, you know, figure out if what you're doing is what the audience actually wants to see you do. And if it's not, you know, you got to have a tough conversation with yourself. <laughs>
0: Makes that's, sense. That's solid advice, right there. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, I mean, I grew most of my audience by by becoming like the McDonald's of cars. You know, when I was driving random people's cars, um, I was I was putting out four videos a week by myself. Oh, wow! You know, I reviewed in yeah. in twenty from twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen, I reviewed more cars per year than the entire staff of Motor Trend combined. And I did it by myself. (laughs) Now, that's a great strategy for growth, but ultimately I totally burnt out on it after three years. You know, and so um, I see a lot of young folks that have a lot of energy and they crank out videos and I'm happy for them that it's resulted in their channel growing. But I know, because I've been there, that that energy will not last. And so you also, while you, you know, you want to use the energy when, while you've got it, but you want to create something that's sustainable for later. I, I ultimately went back to reviewing just press cars um, for a few different reasons, but mainly because when you're doing, a, I would do these five or six cars in a day. In one day, I'd shoot five, six cars. And I didn't remember anything afterwards. Like I would, it would be in one ear and out the other, and I would get it in the video, but that would be it. I wouldn't remember. So now, when I drive press cars from the manufacturers, I drive the car for a week at a time, and I remember what I learn, and that's just much more rewarding. Mm. You know, ultimately, I I also park cars. You know, yeah. I don't just right. <laughs> I don't just do media anymore. I also park cars because I couldn't I couldn't sustain the growth in the media. So I have a I have a solid base you know, of a, of a steady business, income producing. And then I, I can work not, I don't work less hard, but I work in a little bit less stressful fashion because I don't have to crank out as many, the are as many videos, right? It's
0: like, you can, you have that base to rely on <clears throat> and you don't have to worry about. And that kind of gives you like a little bit less stress when you are
1: focusing sure. on cars, right? You're out yeah. 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 I can spend a little more time on each car. And I also have, You know, I went from um, uh, 16 videos a month down to four. But then I started. What? Then I brought Zach into on camera, and so now we went up to eight, and we're a little bit victims of our own success because now we're selling eight ads a month, and we have to make eight videos a month to satisfy the ad requirements so in theory it's like well if i don't want to make a video that week i don't have to except i sell the ad like two months ahead and so yeah actually i do because i have an ad requirement so um you know there's worse places to be certainly uh than that but but you know whenever we've Eliminated volume of content We've been able to squeeze the lemon A little harder in other places right. You know I don't know if that's good advice for YouTubers There might be some 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 tidbits in there But um, keep going You know Make sure that what you're making is something people want to see Stick to a regular schedule Audio is very important mm-hmm. People will put up with bad video quality But they will not put up with bad audio quality I think he's
0: talking about you Phone's fine I think he's talking about you Huda. No, bro, we could hear you for most of last week's episode <laughs> <laughs> that's no, yeah, that's, that's one out of 150,000. Yeah, right? so just to sum it up Matt a few you know like a few like last little bs questions here uh
1: what's your day I'll call what's- them bs questions What's your daily driver? That's not nice to so I know, right? They're all his questions. They're all his questions.
0: No, but it's been great talking with you. Uh, Real quick, what's your daily driver at the moment?
1: I don't really have a daily driver because I get a new car every week. Mm. I get press cars every single week. And so I have a bunch of stupid old cars. You know, I have my Lamborghini. I have an old Ferrari. I just bought an E46 BMW M3 which I guess isn't that old, but, um, and I have a Vespa that I ride around to beat traffic. Yeah. I love my Vespa. (laughs) Wow. It's bright green and it rules. Man, I
0: have to come down Um, to LA and see that in person because I can't imagine.
1: I'm very proud of my Vespa. (laughs) I I ride my Vespa all over the place. It's incredibly practical. And you know, in California, you can lane split. we We got traffic here in LA. And so when I need to get somewhere, and I don't have to carry a lot of stuff. The Vespa is incredibly useful, and yeah. um, and my wife drives a Ford Mach E, the mm. electric Ford, which um, which I share sometimes if I if I need that. But that that's as close to a daily driver as uh, as I've got. But I, I'm driving press cars right now. This week, my daily driver is an AMG GTR Black Series. Oh shit! Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, in orange. Very <laughs> oh southern. wow.
0: Hmm. Give it, up to, uh, give it up to Mercedes for giving you a bright car driving California, right?
1: Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I'll definitely get robbed at gunpoint sometime this week. But besides <laughs> that, else
0: I risk great. that every day. Hey, you know what's funny? I risk that every day driving around San Francisco.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Don't At least yeah. they'll find a car. <laughs> they it will. It'll stand on a out. Boat to, on a boat to Russia. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, the all right, last
0: questions. last last question. We'll Hold so we can finish last on science. So pick a good.
1: Uh, oh, you're you're okay. It's, it's all right. I'm not yeah. it's not that. It's not that hard. Got like,
0: we got I, think I got like one or two left. Uh,
1: it's okay. Don't don't, don't 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 rush it. It's fine.
0: What is a car that has surprised you that you weren't expecting to surprise you? Like what what's something you weren't thinking much of when you approached it and then you're like holy hell, you're blown away.
1: Well, um I just drove the new Honda Civic SI. Like two weeks ago, which for twenty eight thousand bucks is a shockingly nice bit of hardware. Um, very well made, comfortable, roomy, uh, reasonably quick. Uh, really good driver inputs. Um, they're they're very nice. Mm. Um, uh, you know, uh, like a like E forty six non M BMWs, like three thirties and stuff with a stick. Right. You know you can buy those for very reasonable amounts of money and they're very very high quality cars really nicely built um i drove a, I, I drove a, a buddy bought for like 2500 um what was supposedly like a beater sn95 mustang that's the the rounded mustangs like i had in high school that was much nicer than i remembered it being um uh last time i drove one um and
0: have you ever had an issue with a Mustang you ever- <laughs> My friend I had a friend who had a
1: Prius and he was not into cars but he loved his Prius. Dude that, he was like that's that's if you're not into cars <laughs> like a Prius is like the is really That's nice. what I that's drive at work quiet. right now,
0: man. I uh that's like my my yeah. vehicle at work. I hate that thing.
1: I mean I had a I had a Chevy Volt which Ooh. is um which which i i leased for three years and it was fabulous i mean it was such a great car i i loved that thing it was it was an appliance but it was a lovely appliance uh, i drove it in electric only mode like 95 percent of the time and and if i needed to go further you know you had a gas motor there and and it, and it was great i i really liked that most people don't give two shits about a chevy volt but i thought it was a fantastic product
0: actually i think one yeah. of my old coworkers. This past year, when he said the same thing. He loved it.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. They're really nice because you you, because they they just uh, you know because you get that fifty miles or so of EV only driving. Now it's his commute. He plug um, it in
0: at work when he gets the when he gets to work. Yeah, and he plug it in when he got home.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I had it for three years and my cumulative average was like one hundred and ninety miles per gallon or something. I mean it was amazing. Wow, yeah, it was great. It's it was a great little car, and no one gives a shit about those, but they're cool. Yeah, I respect the Volt.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would, I would, I would. not Honestly, I would appreciate that. I, I was impressed today. I have a Nissan, oh Rogue yeah. and I spent half a tank going from Reno to my house in Hercules, California.
1: I don't know where that is, but and that sounds. Is impressed. that good? That's the edge good. of the
0: Bay Area. Oh, okay. That's about 197 over a mountain, miles right? On half a tank. Yeah, yeah, Dude, that's cool. That's actually really amazing. That's pretty yeah, good. So I was yeah. impressed by that. So if I could get way more range on a on a Chevy Volt, that i yeah, would you can. Really be yeah you can
1: we've done i mean you know um my wife's E. I've, I've seen 300 miles on a charge oh, wow. in that car before so Damn. yeah ooh. yeah yeah it's ooh, good ooh. yeah it's good that's super yeah. good la
0: from the bay area
1: yeah. yeah yeah and you can stop uh in a variety of places if you're going from san francisco to la there's a bunch of interesting places to stop and charge yeah they're putting they're they're finally getting their game together with um with the charging stations, it's it's been a long slow ride, but they're finally putting you know one fifties and three fifties um, in places, and and it's getting easier to to drive EVs. So Matt, I just drove the new Taycan uh, GTS, the Porsche, and it was awesome. I just, so I actually cool. just
0: saw one of those today in San Francisco, and oddly enough, it had Texas license
1: plates. Uh, yeah, not sure, right. uh, yeah not sure what. That's yeah. not a manufacturer. A manufacturer <clears throat> car would be uh Georgia plates <clears throat> for a Porsche. Um, uh, that maybe that is just you know what that is. That's someone who um bought a house in Texas to not pay income taxes. That's what that is. What
0: I, was assuming
1: when I, saw it, I was like, this dude I'm probably right.
0: lives in the barrier, like rents an apartment and then drives us around. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And I and live in Texas.
1: Yeah. And they, they, and he lives in a tiny house in Texas yep. living economically yeah. and not paying the taxes. Minimalist
0: movement, right? Is still right.
1: right. <laughs> Matt, exactly. how do you
0: feel about like, You've obviously been in California for a while now. Would you ever leave California?
1: Ooh, I did, man. It's tough. I like it here. I like it. I like it. I like it it here a lot. Yeah. No, I I know. L.A. certainly has its um, ups and downs. You know, L.A. is not a perfect place. Bay Area is not a perfect place. But you know, I I um I like it here. I I think the sunshine is free. Um, you -hmm. know. Weed is legal. Then it's very civil, um, you know. And, yeah, and I have these beautiful mountain roads that I can film on, um, and I know very well. And I have a, I have a great, great relationship with the people that are in charge of patrolling them. And, um, <laughs> That's key, you know. You get along and, with the um, chippies
0: up there, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, you know I do because I, because I, you know, yeah, I, I might go a little quick in my videos, but I, I do it safely. I, I promote. Uh, you know, road safety, looking out for cyclists, staying on your side of the W-O right. line, you know, stuff like that. You know, I don't make videos where I'm just like ripping it down Santa Monica Boulevard. You know, I, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. You know, I'm in the middle of the desert or or up on top of a mountain at six o'clock in the morning, where I'm not going to bother <laughs> anybody. You know, and and That's right, you got to love Palm Yeah, and 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 the cops are <laughs> the cops are are okay with that. They 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 you know, they know what people do on those roads and compared to <laughs> a lot of people, I'm very, very responsible. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very fortunate. Texas got the memo. Yeah. I mean, in Texas, they, they have, um, they have their own things. You know, they have 85 mile an hour yeah. speed limits on the highways and Yeah, like they roll race out there. I
0: was a Tesla, so I've, we, we've driven from like, we've driven around Texas and, uh, Towards the end of a snowstorm from Austin, was it Austin, Jose? Going to down. Yeah, Austin. Austin. I think I was cruising it. At- don't, don't don't attest to this, Jose. It's probably illegal. I don't care. <laughs> I was cruising frame. like it, I was cruising at ninety-five miles an hour in the left lane, right on a two-lane road, <laughs> see, and I still yeah. have to get over because dudes are just passing me up. But it's like pouring yeah,
1: rain and ice. Well, look, that that hey, guys, state is enormous. Yeah, that that's a it's such a huge open state that they just. You know, it's like you go to Florida, you know, you drive north from Miami on 95 and people are doing a buck just mm-hmm. chilling. It's, you know, it's, it's the local culture. And, uh, here in LA on the freeway, if you're doing 70, just be happy. You can do 70 yeah. you we know, like We've got, we've got some beautiful mountain roads that, that are, you know, as good as they anywhere in the world. And, and I like filming there. And, and so, um, you know, I, I think I'll, I think I'll be chilling here for a minute. Is
0: there anywhere in the world you haven't, that you would like to go, uh, Film at that you haven't been to. Okay, as far as for um, driving, as, as far as driving roads go.
1: Yeah, of course, there's tons of places I'd like to go <laughs> that I haven't been. Um, I would like to. Uh, I'd like to do some Eastern Europe. I would like to do some more Sweden and Norway. I've only done a little bit of that. I'd like to explore more of Scotland. Um, I'd like to drive around Greenland. See what that's about. Um, uh, I'd like to do some Central America. The Bolivian Death Road seems interesting, um, yeah. but I've That'd also gotten cool. to go some very cool places. I've gotten to go, you know, uh, all over Europe. I've gotten to go to South Africa. I've gotten to go to New Zealand, Australia, Japan. You know, all the all the all the icons I, I have I have seen because of my job, and that's that's pretty cool. I really I really am very spoiled in that way. Wow, yeah. I got to go, but yeah. thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate the time. It's
0: been a pleasure. If you don't mind and, uh, uh, dropping more people. I would appreciate find your you time.
1: And- Everything is The Smoking Tire. youtube.com slash The Smoking Tire. My podcast is The Smoking Tire Podcast, uh, which is available on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Uh, and uh, if you're in Los Angeles and you have too many cars and not enough space, Westside Collector Car Storage, wccs.com. And uh, that's all I got. Nothing else to promote.
0: It'd be great if I can be one of your... Uh- customers one day and get to use that
1: <laughs> well we got space at the new building we will have space